Tough loss for the Utah Jazz, but a really good game and a few things that show what the Jazz need to maybe get to that next level. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, before we get into it, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HoopsNerd. That's it right there. If you are new to the site, new to Prize Picks, use promo code HoopsNerd and they will match up to $100 free money on me. And it would support the channel. So go there. A lot of fun. Man, if you went on the over on points for, on free throws for, 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 SGA, or if you went over the points on Colin Sexton, like I've said, Colin Sexton is easy money right now. Go to go to PricePicks.com, use promo code HoopsNerd. It's free money, man, and it's a lot of fun. All right, let's get into this. The Utah Jazz just had an incredible game. For Jazz fans, it's a little frustrating because you don't win the game, but there's a lot to be happy about if you're a Jazz fan. I mean, to be this close to this good of a team in Oklahoma City is a great sign because, because the Oklahoma City are really good. They are just really good, and there's a reason why they're number two in the Western Conference. And so, impressive win by them. I mean, just looking quickly at their numbers, they had, for the Jazz to be in this game with some of the shooting that was going on for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, look at Kaysom Wallace, who, by the way, I told you he was going to be good. I told everyone he was going to be good, and look what he does tonight. He is starting for this team, and this is a championship-contending team. He goes six for seven from the field, but most of it's from the free throw, free throw, three-point line, four for five from three, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block. He was awesome. There were times where he was guarding Markkanen in the post, and Markkanen took advantage a few times. There was a few times he poked the ball away, created turnovers and things like that. Kaysom Wallace is awesome. He is kind of this perfect off-ball player to play next to Shea in that backcourt. Really cool. Uh, and then look at what Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams tonight was the reason the Thunder won the game. He was out of his mind tonight, shooting the ball, 27 points. He goes 11 for 14 from the field, four for five from three, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. I mean, this is like all-star stuff. Look at that. That is crazy. I mean, Shea and Chet are getting all the headlines this year and rightfully so because they're amazing. But Jalen Williams is that guy. I mean, him as a third option is kind of unfair. What he is able to do as this Oklahoma City Thunder conti team continues to grow and to play together, they're just going to get better and better because they're so young. It's crazy. And then, yeah, we'll just talk. I'm going to skip over Josh Giddy because we ain't touching that. <laughs> uh, but Shea, uh, 8 for 15 from the field. He takes 17 free throws. He gets a very friendly whistle. Uh, some of those fouls were legit. I mean, they're just fouls. I mean, he, he knows how to draw them. And if your arm goes across his arm, it's a foul. So when you're guarding SGA, it's kind of like when you guarded Harden back in the day. You've got to have your hands up. You cannot reach across or he will get the call. You've got to be smart. That is just not something you can do. And if you do that, you are going to send him to the line. And then he not he makes a high percentage. So 15 for 17 from the free throw line. He is great. So just... But not only that, he's a good shot maker. I mean, he only took what takes one three. He's kind of a throwback guy because he does take all his shots kind of in that mid-range, and he's just so good at it. But 8 for 15 from the field, 31 points. He also 
grabs six rebounds, six assists. He's awesome. He is awesome, and he is the engine to everything they do. All right, should we talk about the Jazz? That's plenty about the Thunder. Uh, but I had two things, and I wrote it on Twitter just announcing the show, but there's two things I want to talk about getting into this. Uh, you look at this shot making by them, and you look at what the Jazz did with kind of the turnovers. I mean, Keontae had a tough night tonight. He looked like a rookie tonight. You know who else kind of looked like a rookie? Chet Holmgren. I mean, he takes 16 shots. He looked a little worn down to me. Uh, he's got to be tired because he is, this is his first season playing and, you know, he's used to the Gonzaga season. He didn't play at all last year and he just looks like he's getting a little worn down and that's understandable. It's his rookie season as well. And, you know, but that just shows how good he is. 15 points, five assists, five rebounds. He is just great. Uh, but I think we really saw Keontae George kind of, I mean, he got slapped in the face. They didn't call a foul. That was weird. Uh, but just a tough night for Keontae. Not a lot of great body language. I don't. There's not a lot of great things I'm loving tonight with um, and lately with Clarkson and and Olinick. I think those two are getting traded. I really do. I think at some point we are going to see a trade go down. Probably trade date. I can't remember if it was Windhorse or who it was. I think it might have been actually Woj. Just said that the, a lot of the trades are just going to happen on trade deadline day, which is pretty typical. Um, of trade deadline, but I would like to see them move, not necessarily because they're bad players or anything like that, but I do think there is some element of the Jazz needing to kind of move this team forward. But anyways, outside of Keontae George, who we'll talk about, um, but, you know, you look at what these Thunder did, the Jazz needed some shot making like this, and who brings shot making for this Jazz team, especially from the three-point line? Taylor Hendricks and look at these numbers look who is a player that's like 6'9 6'10 who is already a great defender who do you think could have helped in this game Taylor Hendricks would have helped in this game he would have been big and I think tonight kind of showed that the Jazz are developing into something really special I think Lowry Markinen has shown that he is an all-star and probably should be considered an all-NBA player. But we're also seeing that Colin Sexton is starting to push the, you know, most improved player maybe. And maybe more. I don't know. I mean, right now his numbers are probably not enough to get him to the All-Star game. Just because he had a rough... The change from the first part of the season to now is incredible with Colin Sexton. But that first part of the season was bad. You know, so it's tough to overcome that. But look at this. 17 points per game. It's slowly creeping up. He is turning into such an important part of what the Jazz do. Uh, you know, in fact, I just out of curiosity. So anyways, I just wanted to make that point because I think what the Jazz need is Taylor Hendricks. I think Taylor Hendricks is going to be a big part of this Jazz future. And he would have been a big time player in this game. The Jazz are just a year or two behind what the Oklahoma City Thunder are. They have just developed. They have a superstar in Shea. And they have borderline, if not solid, all-stars and guys like Chet and Jalen Williams. And, you know, just solid shot-making all role players all across the floor. Colin, or not Colin, you know, Kaysom Wallace is a rookie, but he is an I mean, that was such an incredible pick. And then, you know, you've got the other Jalen Williams. You've got Isaiah Joe, who's like a just dead eye from three. All these guys in all these different roles. I mean, Josh Giddy, we haven't talked about him. And he played well tonight. 
you know, he's the underperforming guy. He also looks at the underage. <laughs> underperforming and underaged interested is is him. <laughs> Dre, $10, my man. Thank you so much. That is an incredible donation. Thank you so much, Dre. John Collins with his best traffic cone impression. It was not good. I mean, that is one thing. I mean, that's why you kind of get excited when you think, I mean, could Taylor Hendricks fill that John Collins role where he's playing that stretch center? He's not quite big enough yet, but can you get some strength on Taylor Hendricks? And in a year or two, is he spreading the floor and doing those things? Great comment, though, because, you know, John Collins will do this or that. That's really nice. But then defensively, it can be a if he's out in space, he's not very good out in space. And he definitely turns into a traffic cone. His rim protection numbers are probably better than you would expect. But they're not good enough to like really change games. It has been good enough for this Jazz team to improve defensively, though. You know, they've been pretty solid. Although this was one of the best teams they've played. You know, they were full health, no one resting. And that was what was impressive about this game is actually Utah really did kind of keep up with them. Uh despite not getting great games from all their players. So uh, let's see. Let's look at game logs. Let's look at this from Colin Sexton. And let's just look at from December 13th. That's usually the number I like to start with when the Jazz really turn things around. And this doesn't include tonight. So uh, grain of salt, I guess. But look at this. 21 points per game, 4.8 assists. He is averaging 2.6 rebounds, but in this period, he's shooting 52% from the field and 41% from three. So in this Jazz turnaround, he is doing a 52-41, and he's doing 50-40-90. That's crazy. That's the last, how many games is that? Uh, last 20 games, and tonight he was awesome. So in this last 20 games, he's got a 50-40-90 season going on. It's crazy. That I didn't realize it was that good, but he is playing at all-star level. He just is. I mean, you could if you, the scoring was up a little bit more, he'd be getting some consideration. At the very least, Colin Sexton deserves some MIP. So anyways, that was the first point I wanted to make is Taylor Hendricks actually fills a real hole for this Jazz team in terms of defense. And then the fact that he can shoot the ball, it's very much a player that would fit in, in on so many different championship-type teams. You just got to get him on the floor. And I think that's why... You know, tonight really showed with the Jazz bench, not, you know, there were moments where they played well. And you look at what uh, Jordan Clarkson put up, but they're not the most efficient points. I mean, it's seven for 18 from the field for 18 points. Uh, he does have five assists, but sometimes it feels a little empty calories with Jordan Clarkson. It just does a little bit. And Kelly Olynyk had a few moments tonight, seven points, uh, four assists, one steal. He really does kind of take on like a playmaker role with that second unit but I do just feel like sometimes Keontae George is just out there existing the way and there's some body language there I think there's some cracks in this foundation a tiny bit that the Jazz need to be careful of and I think a trade is honestly in order just for the the betterment of the team and the long-term outlook I just you know, there's teams out there that I think would be interested in Jordan Clarkson. There's teams out there that I think would be very interested in Kelly Olynyk, And I think tonight was a good reminder that, you know what? Jordan Clarkson has amazing nights, but you go up against one of these elite teams and Oklahoma City is elite. They are great. And he'll struggle. He just does. We've seen it in the playoffs when you're going up against big time teams that are playing 100% and they're playing their best their best of defense, best defensive players. He'll struggle. And we saw that tonight. 
And, you know, if you're getting this type of production and you're getting not a great night from Keontae, I would rather get a good, a, a bad night from Keontae and allow him to develop than just more minutes for Jordan Clarkson and just watching Keontae just kind of sit on the perimeter and observing while Jordan Clarkson and, and Kelly Olynyk dominate the possession, you know. Uh, Dre, welcome to Rookie. Welcome, Dre. Everyone give Dre a hand. A rookie, baby. <laughs> I like the comment, Dre. I like the comment. Uh, Josh Giddy, he... Uh... <laughs> He's not worried about minimum age on his Tinder account. I'll just say that. He's not uh he's not worried about <laughs> I got to be careful. All right, let's see. That was the first point I wanted to make. The second point I wanted to make, and then we'll go through the players. We the Jazz have a star in Larky Larry Markinen. Colin Sexton is amazing, and I don't know if I would quite call him a star, but he's starting to act like one. But I would say the Jazz have another star on this team. And I honestly thought about it tonight. I was like, you know what? Maybe I do believe this Jazz team can win a championship one year. I don't know if it'll be this year. Maybe they'll go crazy. Maybe they'll make a trade and it'll be just wild and we'll be all like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Probably not. And probably not winning the title this year. But I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Anyways, the Jazz have another star. And his name is Will Hardy. He is fantastic. This team has no right to be doing what they're doing. You know, everyone expected this team to be somewhere, you know, a below 500, probably border, like bottom 10. He has them playing at such a high level. And I know they lost tonight. In fact, let's bring up the Tankathon just to see this where this puts the Jazz. The Jazz are still above the Lakers, and they are going to start winning more games. Uh, let's see. Utah Jazz schedule. I just have no doubt that this Jazz team is going to play really well for the rest of the season. So Utah loses. Let's see. Where are we here? Utah loses tonight to the Thunder. They're going to play the Rockets. That's actually a pretty big game, but they're scuffling. Utah's playing great. That's this. Oh, that's Saturday. Today. What's today? I don't even. Oh, that's the day I'm losing. I don't even know what day it is. Anyways, they're going to play the Rockets, Pelicans, Wizards, Hornets, Nets, Knicks. I mean, that's a, these are all winnable games. The Pelicans are the toughest of that group, but the Jazz have beaten the Pelicans like twice already this year. So the Jazz could go on another five to six game winning streak. And I have no doubt they're going to play well in these, these games. Um, it's a long, this is a road trip. I believe I think it's at Houston at new Orleans. Then they're going to. We'll see. But, in fact, this is a long road trip. This Sixers game is probably a schedule loss. But anyways, this Jazz team is playing great, and Will Hardy has them just playing fantastic. Bill Simmons had a really great... You should go listen to the latest Bill Simmons pod. Uh, not right now, but after. But anyways, he has a great like ranking of the NBA teams, and he has a good segment on the Jazz, and he talks about how this Jazz team, when the season started... Why is my... Let's turn this freaking light on. There we go. This Jazz team was kind of like a buffet of like mismatched things. It's like a golden corral or something where you've got like... You've got the, the Mexican food station. You've got the steak and potatoes station. It's like shrimp night. You've got dessert. You got to figure out how to make a meal together. 
and how to get everything right. And Will Hardy's the type, and I love this analogy from from Bill Simmons, but he's like, you he figured out how to make that meal perfect and have this team play really well. And I thought it was great. And I think, and a lot of people, Bill Simmons has mentioned it. Zach Lowe has mentioned it. Will Hardy's looking like coach of the year. And I don't believe Jer- Jerry Sloan ever won, which is crazy that he never won rookie, or not rookie, uh, coach of the year. I think Will Hardy's going to win coach of the year this year. I really do. What he's done and the turnaround of this team and to make them this competitive and this good and play this well, to turn John Collins into what he's become. And I know we talked about him being a traffic cone, but the Jazz are winning with him at center and they dang near won this game. You know, if Keontae George has like a good night or or whatever, the Jazz win this game. That's what's crazy. And he has set this team up to succeed at every step of the way. He, There is no, um, I mean, they found the lineups that work finally, but he was willing to try all sorts of lineups. I mean, how many different lineups and starting units have th- has this Jazz team gone through to get to where they are now? Now that it's working, now that they're winning, he sticks with it. And then he adjusts during the game. You know, if, it's, if a certain player's playing well, he plays them. If a certain one's not, you know, Keontae George just did not have it tonight, and he only played 13 minutes, and that's fine. That's the way it goes. Chris Dunn got in foul trouble and wasn't quite doing all that great against this Oklahoma City Thunder team, so he played 13 minutes, and that's fine. Colin Sexton was having an incredible night, so he plays 34. You know, Simone had one of his better nights, and he hit his goal. Two threes made, so he plays more. It's great. And if there's an injury or if they ever have to make a change, Will Hardy's willing to do it. But he has the complete trust of the team. He has a complete trust of the front office. And he should have the complete trust of the Utah Jazz fan base. You know, I don't, you know, when play people were criticizing and saying, is he a good coach? Is he on the hot seat? It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. He was trying to figure out the best lineups, the best. And by the way, he was also dealing with injuries. I mean, Markin missed some games. He missed some games from Jordan Clarkson and things like that. Clarkson goes to the bench as a sixth man, which fits him better. Uh, they have Walker Kessler coming off the bench, and it's worked. And so you've just and then he just adjusts and he does different game plans. The defense has gotten much much better. He just deserves Coach of the Year. He really does. If it was today, he probably wins it because of what he's turned this Jazz team into from what they were. I mean, it's honestly like one of those cooking websites where you just like, hey, these are the things I have in my pantry and I did not make the money this week on my paycheck. I thought I would. So we just got to figure it out. And it's like going to one of those websites and it's like willhardy.com. Oh, you have this ingredient. Oh, you have this ingredient. Oh, you have this ingredient on this, this, and this. That's weird. But here's what you can make. Or it's like on Zelda. Have you played Breath of the Wild when you just throw things into the fire and then you come up with this crazy uh food and all, and then you realize it's something good it's like what will hardy does will hardy is the breath of the wild of this jazz team all right it's freaking amazing all right let's go through the players uh simone fontecchio we mentioned it he hit his goal that's all we got to do is make two threes 12 points five rebounds two assists but the biggest thing with simone fontecchio look he's plus two in a loss uh by the way your comment you were right dre by the way uh Minus 19 for John Collins. Man. Whew. You think if Taylor Hendricks 
that's the thing. What's crazy is the Jazz need, like, to win this game, they needed two years of development for Hendricks and Keontae George so that they can be what they are in two years now. <laughs> and it's just, it's just going to take time. Uh, so, you know, what John Collins is struggling with, uh, Taylor Hendricks is going to be. That's what's crazy. Like, think about what Taylor Hendricks is going to be two years from now when he understands the offense. He's got his shot locked in. He's defending and knowing where to be and all these different things. Think about how good he's going to be. It's pretty exciting to think about. I mean, this is going to be a fun ride. I hope you're subscribed to the Hoops Nerd channel because this is going to be fun and we are going to enjoy this ride together. The Jazz are going to get better and better and better. They have a top tier head coach. I mean, uh, whatever Ben uh, Taylor, he's, that, he's one of those YouTubers and he gets his videos promoted by the NBA. He wrote a whole thing, and the question was, is Will Hardy the best coach in the NBA? And that's not David Locke who's getting, you know, who's a team employee trying to tell everyone that Quinn Snyder is this, you know, genius. Uh, Einstein looks up to Quinn, Quinn Snyder be, with his brilliance type guy and telling you these things, and then you find out, you know, if we'd had Will Hardy, we might have won a few more games because he actually adjusts during the game. These are guys that aren't paid to be – uh, homers about it. They're legit looking at what this jazz team is doing, the offense they're running, the shots that this offense creates. And they're saying this might be the best coach in the league. I mean, guys, can I tell you how much of an advantage that is when you're in the playoffs, when you have a coach that can adjust things and attack the weaknesses of the other team. I mean, just think about what happened when, uh, you know, us as Jazz fans watched the Denver Nuggets come back from 3-1. Just say, this is what Quinn Snyder's doing. He's not changing a single thing. We're just going to attack this weakness. And they destroyed us, you know? Same thing with Dallas Mavericks. And I know, you know, Donovan Mitchell wanted out and got traded. You know, enjoy Cleveland, buddy. But, uh... You know, we had a coach that just wasn't able to adjust ever at all and then wouldn't, you know, adjust literally lineups or in-game anything. And now the Jazz have a coach that it's not just adjusting. It's like attacking. It is seeing the weakness of another team and attacking it. And the Jazz were doing that tonight. They were finding ways to do that tonight. So it's incredible. This Jazz team has a chance to be special. And if they can keep adding top-tier talent and maybe, just maybe, a top-10 guy, you know, maybe Larry Markkinen becomes that. But they need a top-10 guy. They just do. And if they can get that, I think this Jazz team can win a title. Absolutely. If the Jazz get lucky in one of these drafts where the Cleveland pick or the Minnesota pick just, you know, Minnesota has an injury or something and just bottoms out and then the Jazz get lucky and win the lottery. Something like that happens. Man, watch out. This Jazz team has all the components and all the bones and all the infrastructure to be that championship team. They really do. And they have a GM who doesn't mess around, who has the confidence and isn't like a a wimp or a loser that just like makes trades for the sake of it like we did with our former regime. We have, a you know, just top to bottom, we have an owner willing to go for it and say, you know what, if you need to tank and you need to be bad so we can get uh, Taylor Hendricks and Keontae George, and by the way, we would not have Taylor Hendricks uh, if we did not do that. 
And Taylor Hendricks might be the piece that really changes things for this team. He really might. Uh, but the Jazz have to trade. They have to trade Kelly Olynyk and Jordan Clarkson. They have to because we need more minutes for Keontae George and we need Taylor Hendricks to start developing. Because if you want to compete for a title, they've got to be a part of it. They just do. Not only for the talent, but also for the money because you are going to pay Lowry Markinen a lot of money. In fact, Woj was talking about it and it sounds like that's pretty much going to happen. They are going to renegotiate. Lowry Markinen is going to be on this Jazz team for a long time. And that is an absolute luxury for this team to have a all-star player locked in for like 10 years, bought into what you're doing. So if the Jazz have to make some adjustments, you know, if things happen next year that they, you know, decide that we've got to be bad because Cooper Flag is someone we're going to go after, you know, if Lowry has some sort of, in, whatever, Lowry Markinen's bought in and whatever this Jazz team does because Will Hardy is such a good coach and so good at adjusting and lineups and and developing and all these different things. Whatever decision the Jazz make, it's going to be the right one because you've got the right coach and you've got the right front office. It's it's awesome. Uh, let's see. So we talked about Markinen again. I mean, he's just getting better and better and better. Look at this. Four assists per night. He's actually to the point now where he's becoming an assist guy. And one of the things I love tonight is, I mean, this Oklahoma City Thunder is really, they're a good, good team. Very good. There are not weaknesses on this this uh, uh, Thunder team, except for what we know Josh Giddy has a weakness for. But outside of that, just not a lot of weaknesses. They shoot the lights out. They defend. They are long. They're athletic. You know, they are going to be trouble for years. And so Larry Markin and knowing that has just been trying to press the advantages. When he had Kaysom Wallace on him, he was calling for the ball. And for the most part, it was it was pretty good. Kaysom Wallace is that good that he can give Larry troubles. But Markinen did a good job. But the other thing that I was seeing from Markinen that I really liked is there were like two or three times where he saw he got the ball in transition. And instead of just giving it to one of the guards, he said, nope, I'm going. And he drove and great things happened. And so he's just getting better and better and better and learning how to be that main option where he's not, you know, he's not Shea where he has this handle and the ability to create space and shoot the ball. He does have to play off the ball a lot of times, but man, he's able to score in every aspect off the ball, transition, spot up, you know, catch and shoot threes, cutting to the basket, uh, getting the ball in the post, all these different ways that he's able to get that ball and score is amazing. And it's why the Jazz are going to look for that other star. And you hope that Keontae can become that elite point guard. You hope that uh, these picks in 2025 also develop into something. Taylor Hendricks becomes a nice player. I, um, I have another theory. Oh, this was another theory. Three theories tonight, you know. If you're not here, you're not going to hear them. Uh, I think I figured out what the Jazz... Well, maybe. Maybe. But it definitely jives with what we've seen Danny Ainge do in the past. You know, this trade deadline, I would like to see uh, Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olenek moved. And the Jazz hopefully can get some sort of good pick from that. You know, every single swing at the... At, for the fences in the draft is a good one because you never know when you're going to get that guy. We did not know that Keontae George would be this good at 16, you know? And yes, tonight was a tough night, but man, does he have all of it that you want. You just hope, you just need to develop him. But 
there is a world where the Jazz say, we're not going to make any trades. We want to convey the pick. We think we're good enough to make the playoffs with this unit. And then, like Danny Ainge has done in the past, he makes trades during draft night because Danny Ainge understands, like most people, or at least most good GMs, is that the best way to build your team is through the draft. And if you can use these players in the draft to make some sort of move to get up and get a good player that way, or at least a good prospect that you can develop, that's something you can do. That's better than nothing. And I was thinking about it because a lot of people are talking about this draft that's not very good. There, And it really is not very, it's not top heavy at all. There is not a clear cut number one. I mean, a lot of people like uh, Sar. In fact, he's probably going to go number one. But if you watch him play, he is not like for sure going to be awesome. He, you know, that's a scary number one pick to get. Uh, but he could be great. There's a lot of things to like about him. But let's say there's one of these teams in this area that, you know, like the Grizzlies, that they're like, you know, we're not in love with the, some of these guys. We would rather have a for sure player. And maybe the Jazz can trade a player to move up in this draft instead of trading for, you know, picks later on. Or maybe they, maybe that's what they do is they just trade for some of these teams' players in this draft because maybe they don't care about this draft and maybe Utah thinks there's a few guys they might be happy with. I mean, honestly, Jacoby Walter looks pretty darn good. Uh, and Zachary Reisaker, I mean, 6'9", and this guy is shooting the ball, man. So who knows? Maybe there's a team that's like, you know what? We would, we would like Jordan Clarkson. We don't really care about getting the number 11 pick or something. And the Jazz go and get that, you know? Some that's what I think might be. That's kind of my prediction is I think the jazz might be interested in getting a player in this draft and moving some of these guys, getting more time and just going really young and then keeping the guys you want, you know, can, is there someone that wants John Collins and you can trade, uh, John Collins and get someone in this draft. And then that opens things up for Walker Kessler to get in that lineup. Uh, you get, uh, Taylor Hendricks on that bench unit. He becomes more important. There's a lot of things that the Jazz can do, and I think they will be draft-related, trying to get more picks, trying to just get more young players on this team because the more players you bring in, the more chances you have to get them into your camp, and if they're great, then you then you play them. And the thing that's really nice is that they'll be on lower contracts. You know, When you are controlling those players and their contract situation, that makes you so much healthier long-term. You know, the fact that the Jazz have Keontae George minimum seven years, you know, and at reasonable money for four, you know, Keontae is going to be better next year. And then the third year is when you start seeing players take a leap. And it's going to be awesome. That 2026 season for Utah is going to be really fun from what we're seeing now. So anyways, that's one thing I was thinking about. Uh, Colin Sexton, we mentioned it. He might be a big part of this team for a long time. You know, I put that video up. If you haven't watched it, um, I put the rumor video up. I'm going to try to do more of those. If there's a rumor, I'm going to do a video about it. Uh, but the Lakers are interested in Colin Sexton. But I don't think, unless they give the Jazz something crazy, I mean, uh, I know that, so Anthony Irwin had a report you know, he has some source inside. And I know from some people I know of who some of these sources are, that it's pretty good. That legit, <laughs> legit awesome source. And I have, a, I have a, I have a guess of who the source might be actually. 
which is kind of the one of the funniest sources ever. But anyways, uh, the Lakers are trying to get DeJounte Murray, and they were willing to trade like D'Angelo Russell and that 2029 pick. And if they offered that to the Jazz, I don't know if Utah takes that, you know? Especially, I mean, if it's a 2029 unprotected, that's post-LeBron and probably post-AD. It has a chance to be just an incredible pick. I mean, how cool would that be if the Lakers gave the Jazz a top-five pick? But I don't know if the Jazz do that. You don't want D'Angelo Russell on this team. He is not good vibes. He is bad vibes. And he's not very good, you know, defender. And he's not a big shot maker when it matters most in the playoffs. So you're, it's basically trading Colin Sexton for a pick. That's the type of thing you're probably looking at. Because I think Colin Sexton is inching his way into that caliber of player. The way people think about DeJounte Murray, why wouldn't you start thinking about Colin Sexton in that way and the way he's playing? I mean, he is awesome. It takes more than that to get Colin Sexton, I would say. Now, if they wanted to give that for a mixture of Kelly Olynyk and Jordan Clarkson and you just, you know, wave... D'Angelo Russell or something. I mean, that would be hilarious if you waved him. <laughs> it would hurt his feelings. Uh, but anyways, you might be willing to do something like that, and maybe you get a protected first. Although Kelly Olynyk's pretty darn good, and I think he would fit really nicely with what the Lakers do. But I just—that's the type of thing you're probably looking at for the Lakers, and I just don't think the Jazz are doing that. I don't think so. It's not good enough. Uh, it would need to be better. Oh, so what he said is something along the lines of D'Lo, Jalen hood Shafino, and that 2029 pick. And apparently the Lakers are willing to move that pick. And so, you know, I think the and we know the Jazz already made a deal with the Lakers. So the Jazz have a connection there and they will talk. I just don't know if that gets that. And I just think Colin Sexton is the type of guy that you want on your team, whether he's starting or coming off the bench or whatever, he plays his heart out and he has proven that he is a guy that can play off of uh, your point guard and and be awesome. If the Jazz find a way to get just an absolute star at the wing, which is what I personally want, Colin Sexton is kind of the perfect guy to play off of him. That's why he's the type of guy the Lakers would love to have on their team. I mean, you have LeBron James, that star wing, and Colin Sexton playing off of him. I mean, he would be awesome for them. And that's why Utah's going to, if they're going to come for him, they're going to have to figure out a way to get the Jazz more than just that. Because Sexton is good. Sexton's really good. And he defends, too. Uh, 31 points tonight. 7 assists. He had a snake dribble tonight. Awesome. This Chris Paul snake dribble. And he's doing stuff like that. Pretty amazing. The change of of Colin Sexton from, you know, pre-December 13 to now is incredible and a big part of why this Jazz team is winning. Uh, pretty darn good lights-out three-point shooter right now, too. Look at this. Let's see. What's he doing? 38%. I mean, the three-point percentage just keeps rising. Uh, just under 50, 49%, just under 50% from the field. He's creeping up to a 50-40-90 season. Remarkable unbelievable play from Colin Sexton. Uh, we mentioned it. Chris Dunn, he got in foul trouble and just didn't quite have it tonight. He did have six assists, though. Uh, but he plays just 13 minutes. 34 minutes for Jordan Clarkson. I, you know, they seem to lean on him. Windhorse, 
was talking, and I've heard him say this, but he doesn't. He'd be surprised if they trade Jordan Clarkson. I, I just am not the. I don't know. He is pretty good at that sixth man role, but man, when you go up against these big time teams, it just never really seems to quite do it. It just seems to fall short. And so I just, and I really would like to see more development of Keontae George. You know, more time for Ochai, more time for Keontae to develop. Uh, and honestly, Bryce Sensabaugh. Sensabaugh is looking so good for the uh, the Stars. I mean, the Jazz have a nice player in Sensabaugh. If they can develop him into a good defender, you know, if he can defend, then he becomes quite the interesting piece. So anyways, and then obviously we've talked about Taylor Hendricks and what he brings to the table. He would be great to just get on the floor. Uh, Walker Kessler plays 24 minutes tonight. I I felt like he had one of his better games of the season. He really impacted this game, and it was nice to see. Uh, Seven points for him. Let's see, 11 rebounds. We finally see double-digit rebounds from Kessler. Look at that, five offensive rebounds. He was this was the Walker Kessler I was loving during the rookie season where he's just dominating inside, both offensively and defensively, defensively protecting the rim and offensively just crashing the boards and just being a just an absolute monster on the offensive rebounds. And so when he's doing this, it's really nice to see. And then, of course, the three block shots, that block on Chet was amazing. So nice to see from um, Walker Kessler to really stand out tonight. He's, you know. He's had some duds here lately, but, you know, he's really bounced back, and it's been nice to see. Ochai Baji, I'd say, had a pretty decent night. He's pretty locked into this, like, 10 to 15 minutes a night, and he just comes in and plays defense. Uh, he only took one shot, but he made it, and it looked really good. It was that and one he made in the transition. And then he just kind of, he's an athlete on the floor that makes plays, you know, blocks, steals, assists, does a little bit of everything. He's not impacting quite as much as I had hoped for this season, but he's an athlete and it's nice to have guys like that on the floor running in transition, defending, and you know, you just hope that he can start getting that three-point shot to fall. Um, finally, we mentioned Kelly Olynyk, and it was pretty standard Kelly Olynyk night. Seven points, uh, four assists, two rebounds. Just a nice player to have. We really needed his three-point shot to fall. He had that one corner three that would have been huge that didn't fall when the Jazz were kind of on the precipice of taking the lead and they just couldn't quite get it. You know, turnover from Keontae George. Kelly Olenek misses the shot. Uh, Jordan Clarkson missed some shots. And so it was just tough. The Jazz just couldn't get over that hump. But they'll get better. They've already been just getting better and better and better. It's been fun to see. So... Oh, guys, that was a lot of fun tonight. It's just a bummer that they end up losing the game. But now that the Jazz, let's see. Now that the Jazz are at 14 and creeping up out to become out of the lottery. In fact, it makes me wonder if they pass Orlando. Are they out of the lottery? Yeah, maybe. They're one game back. Wouldn't that be crazy? There's zero chance to uh, to keep their pick. That would be amazing. Amazing. Um, Yeah, nice to see. Uh, Phoenix has all of a sudden started really figuring it out. They've won three in a row. So, But you know who's scuffling is Sacramento. Look at this. They've lost four in a row. I really... By the way, we'll just end on that before we talk about the All-Stars. Oh, K KO to Omayabaji, $2. Mark it and wait. I'm the finisher. Hashtag score. Thank you. Uh, 
DW to CB, thank you so much. I appreciate it. $2. You guys are so generous. Uh, anyways, Sacramento might be that team that's scuffling. So let's just do a quick... In fact, we should probably start doing this every night now that we are in the playoff hunt. Let's see. So Utah loses tonight, which is a bummer. Can't win every game, I guess. Uh, but Utah's sitting at 9... Sacramento's scuffling. That's a team Utah can absolutely overtake. Uh, I think the Jazz can also overtake the Dem the New Orleans Pelicans. They're playing pretty well right now, but they're a team that you never know. This is about where they were last season. They fell off a cliff. It's one injury to Zion Williamson, one too many cheeseburgers, and they will drop. You know, the only thing that's not dropping for the New Orleans Pelicans is Zion Williamson's weight because he is going to eat those cheeseburgers. But anyways, I think those are two teams the Jazz can overtake. I It's going to be tough to get to that sixth spot. It's just, you know. But if the Jazz keep winning the games like they're doing, it's pretty awesome. And great chance for that to happen. All right. Well, guys, that was a lot of fun. It's now time to give a shout out to the All-Stars. By the way, if you were, have not already and you're a Jazz fan, make sure that you like and subscribe to the video subscribe to the channel and if you want to support the channel hit join become a part like dre a rookie like keontae george with much potential all right let's see here all right let's do this let's make a shout out to dirty jazz car wash channel just buckets jb baby elliot madsen christian house money to haas the outlaw jesse james nelson all the josh you need just josh in your pod ryan perry the legend is secretly Ricebe, the man from down under. Yes, Jake C. Can. See ya, Alexa Later. Built for Tough, Alexander Tufts. Jorge Arrizaga, mi amigo de abajo. Jordan, the GOAT, best role, TGD, total game domination. Tyson Price, the price is right. Austin Argrat, editor extraordinaire. KO to Omai Abaji. Patrick Kubel, the connoisseur. And Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, if, like I said, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. I will talk to you next time.